What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. You know, after all those carbs that I had over the weekend, yes. I had a salad last night. Ah, that's boring. Had, no, it was great. We grew the salad. Oh, well, well that's nice. I bought the salad bowl <laughs> plant thing that has oh. lettuce and kale and spinach and all these things inside of it. And so I harvested some of that. Very nice. That yeah. sounds incredibly healthy. Yes, it was. <laughs> I mean, I threw ranch dressing on top of it and cheese and all that other stuff to, you know, fatten it up a little bit or fatten me up. <laughs> Do uh, you know what I had for dinner? What'd you have? <laughs> Leftover pizza. Ah, <laughs> uh, of course. <laughs> it was Sunday pizza, so I had yeah. to have, you know, leftover I, for Monday. I did have the pizza for lunch. Okay. So now the pizza is gone out of the house. <laughs> uh, but lots of things to talk about this morning. Uh, one of the big things, uh, might as well just get right to it, yeah. is uh, I saw this yesterday. Uh, and I got a lot of questions with it, but Apple announced a oh. new, uh, not even a VR headset. They're calling it an AR headset. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty sweet. It's called the Vision Pro. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty expensive because, well, it's an Apple product. Yes. Uh, most of them are, but it on the surface, I mean, if you if you picked them up, you would almost uh, it, it almost looks like you're looking at really big ski goggles, right? But they look pretty sweet. I don't know if you've watched the the video. Yeah, posted it on our Facebook page yesterday. Uh, the video of just the you know the product announcement and what all the cool things that you can do. And yeah. VR seems to be a big thing. Do you have like a VR headset? I like do the not. Oculus I've been holding off on a, on a VR headset because for, for all the reasons that, that we talked about, which is, is it uncomfortable? Do I have to get the, you know, which one is going to be outdated mm -hmm. so soon? Am I going to be able to see through it? No, nothing has really hit me yet. Yeah. But I'm looking at this and it's pretty sweet. It's interesting. The, the, I, the biggest selling point to me was you can wear it and still see what's around you. Yeah. Because if anybody has put on their kids' uh, VR headset or uh, anybody else's or has one themselves, you can't see anything. Yeah. I mean, you can see all the cool stuff inside there, yeah. but if you're standing in your living room, you got to watch out that you don't knock over a candle or uh, yeah. put, put punch yeah. a hole in your TV. You, you see those reels or the TikToks all the time about people putting on the VR headsets yeah. and then decimating their big screen TV. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's thirty five hundred bucks. So that's that's pretty expensive. Yeah. But I was thinking about this as I was driving in. Is what if I buy this thing, right? And then I don't need any of the other products. Now yeah. I don't think Apple will do that. I'm sure they'll be like, <laughs> well, in order to do this, you have to have a MacBook because that's going to be <laughs> the thing that's going to connect it. And you also need to have. Because you need to keep track of your heart rate just to make sure you're okay, <laughs> just in case you're, you're watching a scary movie yeah. or you're sleeping. Yeah. We got to have the Apple Watch. And oh, yeah, in order to make phone calls, you still have to have the iPhone. Yeah. Well, Apple has described this as their quote unquote revolutionary spatial computer seamlessly blending digital content with the physical world. Yeah. And, and so, you know, you mentioned if I don't need the TV, mm -hmm. if I don't need the computer, if I don't need access to my phone, it's all right there on, you know, I've got a heads up display yeah. and I can see the real world. It's the power of and. Yeah. Like we were talking about yesterday. It's not a bad investment. 
thirty five hundred bucks because I mean, what's a MacBook like a MacBook Air that also I think they also announced a bunch of other yeah, products. Yeah, uh, but like say basic MacBook Air. I mean, you're looking somewhere above twelve hundred, north yeah. of twelve hundred, under two thousand, typically. And if you want, I mean, with this headset, you could have a big screen TV as yeah. big as you want it. So, say your entire wall, yeah. those TVs are ridiculously <laughs> expensive. <laughs> they are. Um, so, yeah, if you if you really kind of think about all of that stuff and and put that into consideration. It's actually not bad. Yeah, the potential is here because it, just taking the TV alone. Now, we're talking about individuals mm -hmm. because you, you can't get rid of the TV for the whole family unless you all have VR headsets at the same time, which would be right. kind of weird and expensive. Yeah. Um, but TV construction has, has gotten, it's gotten kind of weird. I mean, mm -hmm. the curved edges yeah. and everything else. How do you design your house around that? Here, you've got the headset and it's everything you need right mm -hmm. there, right mm -hmm. in front of you. It's pretty neat. It's like we're selling the product right now, but we're really not. I'm just fascinated by it because, you know, you've seen all these VR headsets and they're, they're coming out with all new ones. I know I saw Zuckerberg has the new the Oculus thing yeah. uh, that he announced just the other day. Um, but this, that, I think the biggest selling point for me is the fact that I can wear it yeah. and not and still see everything around me. And you said that even people with glasses. That's right. That's right. Can see. That was one of the big questions reporters were asking. And Apple said, yes, we're fitting it so that you can have a prescription lens. Neat. So whatever glasses prescription you wear, it'll be in the lens. So they're your, they're your goggles. Wow. You can wear them around. I'm uh, an Apple freak. I love Apple stuff. See, I only have the iPhone. That's as far as I've gone. And I just switched to the iPhone a couple of years ago. I've got ago. the Apple pillow at home. <laughs> the Apple pillow. <laughs> the Apple shower. Yeah, the Apple shower cap. It just sprays money on you. <laughs> no, it, it vacuum. That's the Apple vacuum that takes it all away. It's the Apple Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck bathtub. Oh, that's they, crazy. You know, why and why I really appreciate Apple is because their designers, their engineers, starting with Steve Jobs, have really put a lot of thought into every little minuscule aspect of the product yeah. and the human experience when you engage with that product. And so to see Apple has finally come out with one of these augmented reality or total reality mm -hmm. headsets, whatever they're calling it. Is it, it's exciting because to see what they think is like the next step in the evolution. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised they don't just have a little plug that goes into your ear. You know, there wasn't. <laughs> I I did notice this. Is there's an extra little cable that seems to go in the back, and I was like, where's that thing go? Is that just like go right in the back of my neck, like uh, the Matrix? Yeah, uh, that's what it kind of feels like. But yeah. yeah, it's. I think they said it's going to come out at some point next year. Yeah, yeah next year, uh, U.S. only. Yeah. $3,500. I don't know if I can handle that. That's a lot of money. Uh, if I won the lottery, maybe. Ooh. Um, and you said that somebody from, uh, was it Wyandotte? Wyandotte. Yeah, Wyandotte. some big money. Uh, he considers himself the luckiest person in southeast Michigan. He won a second huge prize from the Michigan lottery. Nice. How much? Uh, well, Ronald Durham, 64 years old picked five white balls that were drawn on May 2nd to win the $25,000 a year for life, mm. lucky for life pot. Now, I didn't know this, but the $25,000 a year of life, you can take that or you can take the pay, the lump sum, mm. $390,000. Okay. So he took $390,000 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago, about nine years ago, he won the quarter million dollar jackpot playing Keno. Jeez. So he won a quarter million playing Keno 
and then he kept playing. Yeah. He kept playing. And, you know, you got to think he's probably like, oh, why am I doing this? Ten years on, I won quarter million. What am I going to do here? One $390,000 more. Dang. So he, uh, the state of Michigan is into him for $640,000. I thought the house always wins. Yeah. Uh, well, that's <laughs> the thing. Is that even the $25,000 a year thing seems like a good idea. I'd probably, yeah, take the lump sum. Yeah. Go to a financial advisor and put it in all these different accounts that would be probably mainly like a trust fund. Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll I'll do my twenty five thousand dollars and pay myself that way yeah. instead of deal with a bunch of taxes and stuff later. Yeah. yeah, it's it's safer in your own position. Yeah. But would you buy the Apple headset if you have one? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I'm considering buying it now. I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm gonna sell my house or something. I mean. Because that's the thing. Can I do? Can I virtually do laundry? Can I virtually oh. do cooking or anything like that? You don't need any of that when you get the headset. You don't need to eat. You don't need fresh clothes. Okay. Well, okay. Maybe you do. Maybe not. It's not a bad idea. Can I virtually drive to work? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's probably the next legislation is are you because they're see through. Yeah. And if you don't have your phone, you just have your headset. Should you be driving? With uh, the VR or AR headset on. Yeah, I would say uh, you're going to see a lot of people doing that yeah. and driving with that and getting pulled over in the in the near future with those things. If you're on a motorcycle and you've got one of these headsets, how could they tell? That'd be know. interesting. That is a good question. You know? Um, you should be at the, uh, the, the <laughs> frequently <laughs> asked questions thing for, for Apple. I was hoping I could wear shorts again, but I felt like it was a good... Good pants day. You should get the sh the pants that have the zippers, oh, so you yeah. can make shorts out of them. Oh yeah, like the, the that's like for uh, people that like go hiking and stuff like that, right? Yes, or think that they want to go hiking. Yeah, the, it's like the athleisure where people wear like <laughs> joggers and and things that they go to work out, but they don't actually go to the gym. Dress for the lifestyle you want. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. wearing like hiking boots. And it's like, oh, so you going uh, you going up uh, on the dunes or anything like that? No, I'm just uh, going to work. Yeah, in my hiking gear. They're comfortable going camping. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, our, our friends at United Way of Southwest Michigan, uh, they do some really great stuff, uwsm.org, to learn more about uh, a lot of the stuff that uh, they're up to. But they uh, fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. And they'd love for you to join the fight uh, through giving, volunteering, as well as advocating. You know, United Way uh, strives to uh, be a catalyst for change by mobilizing the uh, the power of communities through their public policy advocacy, uh, it's working to achieve systems level changes. Now, United Way invites everyone to get involved. You can sign up to receive advocacy action alerts and get notified when there are new opportunities to use your voice to raise awareness about causes that impact our community. You can simply sign up and learn about the uh, current advocacy opportunities just by going to uwsm.org slash advocate. And UWSM's uh, or United Way's uh, 2023 advocacy agenda focuses on advancing policy as well as system changes that create positive impact and was built on a foundation of uh, equity for all, leaning into uh, the reality that all people have different needs and different lived experiences. And their 2023 uh, advocacy action items are improve access to early childhood education, 
uh, increase access to quality, affordable housing, as well as increase access to post-secondary education, skills training, and credentialing uh, through Michigan Reconnect, as well as improve accessibility to uh, child care here in Southwest Michigan. You can take action and advocate for Southwest Michigan. Simply learn more by going to uwsm.org slash advocate. Uh, there's a lot of news uh, going on, uh, th- things that people are talking about. Uh, Education-wise, uh, you were telling me uh, that there's some big money to be had uh, for teachers yeah. on the other side of the state. They yeah. are offering $100,000? You know, it's it's infamous. It's notorious for, you know, the the what teachers, public school teachers are paid. Mm-hmm for doing what they do. And thank goodness they do what they do. Right. We appreciate our public school teachers. But oftentimes their salaries aren't really, uh, they would say, matching up with what their commitment is. Sure. Detroit has recognized this. Mm -hmm. And Detroit has said, we have a shortage of teachers. We need more teachers. We need more quality teachers. And so a Detroit charter school is offering $100,000 annual salaries to certain teachers with five or more years of experience mm-hmm. in a bid to increase the number of certified teachers at the school. So now, I already have to be a teacher. Already have to be a teacher. Okay. Already have to be certified. Here, here, here's what the criteria that they need. And, and each piece of criteria is an indication of what they're currently lacking. They must be, they must have at least five or more years experience as a classroom teacher. Okay. They must be rated highly effective in two of the last three years. The, okay. So, so they have to be a yeah. highly effective teacher. They must be fully certified and they must demonstrate an impact on student outcomes, professionalism, commitment to equity, and family and community engagement. I think a lot of there's quite a lot of teachers that could probably qualify if for all you, those if things. If you meet all of those criteria, $100,000 uh, a year is yours. Nice. They would get a three-year contract. Uh, the district expects to hire 18 teachers at that level. Okay. So they're investing some money here. Um, and they would be required to retain, uh, uh, yeah, to retain their ratings, maintain their ratings during that mm-hmm. time. So they have to remain highly effective sure. in that period. So they're trying to change a the culture there. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's a nice. It's nice. Michigan ranks 16th in the nation for teacher pay. The average salary is $64,884. Wow. Yeah. So and that's the average. That's the average. So there's so, a lot yeah. low, mm-hmm. a lot lower than that, mm-hmm. a couple higher. So that's a big uh, that's a big pay jump. Yeah, Detroit. I mean, it's worth the, it's one of those words. I mean, I'm not saying that Southwest Michigan teachers <laughs> need to go make the move, but uh, that sets an example and it maybe sets a precedent yeah. that maybe uh, other school districts uh, in, across the state might say, hmm, mm-hmm. we've got teacher shortages. Maybe we need to add some incentives and right. things like that. And I know I'm sure teachers unions uh, trying to uh, negotiate for, uh, for higher salaries, but also that's the biggest thing is that there's a need for teachers, and some of them they're uh, not not saying cutting corners, but they're they're starting to offer mm-hmm. uh, incentives to people that want to be teachers and right. say, hey, we'll we'll help you out in some way, yeah. uh, whether it be you know you know get a little kickback on your education and get you some more certification. Even some of the people that are parapros that have been starting the process of becoming a teacher, they 
they help kind of yeah. speed that process up for them. Well, and you think about the housing issue too. No matter where you go, including Southwest Michigan, housing is a challenge, mm -hmm. especially if you're a young person starting in the teaching profession. Where are you going to go for good housing at a reasonable price? Absolutely. Man. Anyway, so that's one. You want to be a teacher? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it's an honorable profession. And I always thought the greatest thing about being a teacher is you get summer off every year. I wanted to be a teacher when I was uh, yeah. when I was in high school. I considered going into the teaching profession. Okay. Uh, I wanted to be a, I like history a lot. Uh, and I thought about being a history teacher. Oh, but would you, nice. what subject, if you were a teacher, what subject would you teach? Oh, goodness gracious. And it can't be journalism. Oh, I would teach journalism. No, you can't. No. <laughs> oh, not journalism. Not journalism. <laughs> it can't be journalism. You know, uh, for sure, anthropology, social studies, anything okay. along those lines. Um, like not, civics and, and I mean, sure. government yeah. and things like I that. I think that'd be good. That'd be good because you get to go on all the fun field trips. Yeah. You get to go to the state capital. You get to go to D.C., you know. Take the class to France or something like that. <laughs> I I had a teacher, uh, Mr. DJ, and uh, he took all of me and all of my brothers oh. to D.C. for the close-up trip. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Except for when it got down to me, he said, all right, so I, I decided this was going to be my last trip because I wanted to go with you oh. because you would be the fifth Reinhardt that I went with. <laughs> oh, dear. But he, he, he said to me, before we before we even left the school, yeah. not even we got to D.C., before we even left the school, he's like, don't give me a hard time. <laughs> don't do anything stupid. <laughs> because all of my brothers did something stupid. Oh, no. Like either oh, no. uh, uh, they either, like one brother walked through the mail room yeah. of, I think it was like the Senate building or something okay. like that. And this was pre-9-11. Yeah. So had he done that, before, he would have been at a major security risk of going through security areas that he was not supposed to go to. Sure. Another brother did something stupid. Uh, <laughs> the only stupid thing I did, and this was because the train was really crowded. Okay. We took the train to go to the mall, yeah. um, the actual mall, not the mall. Uh, <laughs> it was the actual mall just to go shopping or eat lunch or whatever. Right. I... Uh, I didn't notice that everybody got off of the train oh, no. at the one stop and because I couldn't get to the door before it closed. <laughs> and I realized, oh, man, hey, th th my friends are on the other side of this window. Johnny wasn't paying attention. I wasn't paying attention, <laughs> but neither was my teacher <laughs> because what I did is I got off on the next stop. Oh, no. Looked at the map, saw that... Uh, Okay, to get back, I need to jump on this train. Okay, that train's coming right now. Oh my I'm going to jump on that train, and then I'm going to go down. It was just like one stop on the subway. <laughs> yeah, but that's a that's a distance. Yeah, it's enough. And you got to get across the tracks, and there's yep. tons of people I had to everywhere. do all that. I jumped. I got over there. <laughs> I didn't jump the tracks, but Thank I got goodness. I got over right. to where I needed to be. I got back to there, went up the stairs, went to the mall, uh, found my friends and my teacher, and I was like, you guys didn't notice that I was gone? <laughs> It was a home alone. They were like, "Why? What's what's going on? Do you want to, do you want to go order something? Do you want something to eat? No, you guys didn't realize that I was gone for like fifteen <laughs> minutes on the train, and you guys di didn't even know that I uh, was wasn't with you. Yeah. So yeah, it was a very home alone kind of moment. 
That's a great mall, though. Yeah. And the food court in the mall is nice. Ooh. Yeah. You're talking about, I think you're talking about the Pentagon City Mall? I believe so. Okay. Just a couple stops out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pretty awesome. Food court with everything you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, But that entire trip, all I ate was (laughs) cheesesteaks. I don't know why. I wasn't in Philadelphia. I was in D.C. Yeah. I just ate cheesesteaks. If there was a cheesesteak on the menu, I was eating it. Yum. So, yeah, it was awful. But, yeah, it was a fun trip. Good. So thank you, Mr. DJ, for dealing with all of the Reinhardts and uh, all five. So, yeah, all five of us. Can we talk uh, about the app for just a second? What about the app? The app is super convenient. What do you got that you really enjoy on the app there, Ken? <laughs> I know it sounds like a commercial for our app, and it kind of is. But it's so simple to listen to the program mm-hmm. on the app. Yeah, boom, right there at the top. It's right there. Mm-hmm. You take it with you, you put it in your pocket, you're on the go, you're done. Yeah, it's good. It's stuff. That easy. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I also just like uh, scrolling through the news stories, yes. and then I can just hit the bottom, and then it takes me to the next one. And yep. I was reading actually uh, the story about uh, Cornerstone Alliance just yesterday uh, about uh, the Orchards Mall, and you had a chance to, to sit down with Rob Cleveland I and did. kind of discuss a little bit of that stuff, and he gave a little bit of his insight. Uh, and give me a su- summary of the conversation. Well, to, to, to set the context here, Cornerstone Alliance Economic Development Organization, and I took this from their website, our focus is on the success and expansion of businesses throughout Berrien County right. to attract and retain talent, the necessary capital to grow business and connect industry peers. Mm-hmm. Their professional and knowledgeable business development team is ready to work with you. Make sure you're thriving and successful in Berrien County. So I wanted to ask uh, Cornerstone Alliance, Rob Cleveland, the head of that, uh, what does he think about all the the draft plan mm-hmm. circulation that's happening around Orchards Mall. We know that Berrien County Commissioner Shokwe Pitchford, a, a guest on the morning show, has come in and talked about what he's hoping to negotiate between the mall owner and local officials of, hey, we, we know there's this, this mm-hmm. mall here that's failing miserably. We know that the Seagulls have taken residency and they're going to run for mayor or president or something like that on the mall. Yeah. But platform but it's an animal farm over there it's an animal farm (laughs) jonathan livingston seagull oh yeah is over there but no commissioner pitchford has has been trying to to get the parties to talk about all right what are we going to do for the mall here what Mm -hmm. what you owner of the mall are you going to invest so that this can turn into something other than a shell of what it was in the past and so i asked rob cleveland of cornerstone alliance what do you think of the mall and and he said i don't spend a lot of time wasting my energies on on what the current situation is Mm -hmm. because we've been there done that they haven't done anything they've run the mall into the ground yeah and he said, without without any qualification whatsoever, he said, that mall needs to be demolished. Yeah, it's a blight, a hindrance. Uh, and I, I mean, I agree with him uh, on that because of the uh, been around. They've talked about this for many years. I mean, I remember having conversations with uh, Rob and Chris from Cornerstone mm-hmm. about, man, what could go there? And there yeah. was talks about, you know, uh, maybe a convention center or right. maybe this or maybe this. But it's like it's. I, I, when I, I, you know, I, I think it's a great idea to do something, but I think, yeah, I think it's too far gone. 
And it's going to take a lot of steps to do that, right. to do something, because you've got the the existing infrastructure. But as as Rob Cleveland pointed out, the, the business model for malls has changed dramatically Absolutely. over the last couple of decades. Yeah. You've gone from let's go to the mall to buy something and mm -hmm. look and see and browse and shop, et cetera, try stuff on. You've gone from that to I can order it on my iPhone and mm -hmm. get it in two days. Mm-hmm. And, and so the online shopping experience has really changed what the mall experience is. And you see malls struggling, closing all over the place. You know, I worry about University Park Mall down in, in, in South Mishawaka, Bend. yeah. Uh, if, if they ever lose Apple as an anchor store, that's going to be a huge problem. There's quite a few. Yeah, because they're the ones, because that's inside the that's store, right? That's right. That's in store, inside the mall. You can't get to that mall or you can't get to that Apple store out from outside the mall. So it's a great, it's yeah. a great attraction. Mm -hmm. um, Orchards Mall doesn't have any attraction right now. Right. And even, I mean... Uh, the University Park Mall years ago had made changes to make almost like a uh, walk-in. You know, yep. they added like a whole entire side. Yes. And those stores not really connected to the mall yeah. kind of setup. So another thing that I was thinking is, okay, uh, well, if we've heard about mold or we've heard about other uh, issues with HVAC and all these other break things. Break-ins, a lot of vandalism. Break-ins, vandalism. All of that stuff needs to be addressed as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with the health department, building inspectors, all of this needs to be looked at too. And, yes, it needs to be demolished. But the big question is, the reason, one of the reasons it hasn't been is cost. Right. Just to tear something down that I looked up, it's 624,000 square feet. Right, right. And that's not counting the parking lot that, you know, has many potholes Craters. and problems and yeah. needs to be redone as well. Uh, so they're talking in the neighborhood. I think estimates have come in somewhere between three and four million dollars. To tear it down. To, 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 raise the, to the, raise the area. And I don't know if that includes preparing it because what you need to do is you need to demolish what's there. Yeah. You need to then prepare the location for somebody else to come look at. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm going to invest, it better be a hearty investment. Right. Um, if I'm going to come in there and do something, if I have to spend a lot of money just to get it ready, mm -hmm. where's that money going to come from? You know, it could be public sources, but then yeah. is it going to be a public purpose? Mm -hmm. And that was Rob's point again is, you know, any plan whatsoever of how the Orchards Mall is going to go forward needs to start with talking in the community, getting the community input. And we see it every time we put a story up mm -hmm. uh, on the social medias is people are saying, tear it down, start anew, put an orchard there, put a yeah, community my, center there. My mom was like, you know, because my mom remembers when it was an orchard. Yeah. She's like, you know, you just make it an orchard again. Another thing that costs a lot of money. I mean, you right. got to bring in, you have to bring in the EPA and all oh, that stuff. Tons, they yeah. had to figure out if it's even usable right. uh, for, for that. Uh, but yeah, I'll, it's there's still a long road ahead. Right. Uh, not sure what could happen. I know many people have their opinions on what should happen, uh, but uh, pretty much everybody's going to put their money where their <laughs> mouth is because no matter what happens, it's going to cost money and it's going to cost a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, I know the Chicago Bears are looking for a, a new stadium. Well, see, and that's the Maybe other point. Maybe that's a possibility. You know, that, <laughs> you, know you, you raise that, and it's kind of funny because, um, you know, we've been around sports. Mm -hmm. You're around sports in the broadcast industry, and you see oftentimes these professional sports teams, they have a perfectly good stadium, mm -hmm. but they want a new stadium. Yep. 
Why? Because they can't. They say they can't attract the right uh, people in to, to watch mm-hmm. the games, or they can't attract the right businesses in to, to vend, uh, be the vendors of the yeah. games. So they say, okay, we need to tear it down, build new facilities. Let's let's put a public facility in place to do that for this many million dollars. If you're mm-hmm. going to do like a convention center at that spot, the money's available. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I know. Uh, yeah, Bears. They 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 need to build a stadium that has a a, a dome. Yeah, Buffalo's doing the same thing. They're yeah. building one with a dome. Yeah, because they want the money. They want yeah. the Super Bowl. They want yeah. that to happen. And they yeah. for some reason I don't know why they don't want to play snow football. But I think that would be great to watch. <laughs> snow football's great. Do a retractable <clears throat> roof. Let yeah. a little bit of right. snow in, and then close it off so you can. Do all the other stuff. We'll see what happens. But I think convention center, probably a better idea. Yeah. But again, going to cost some money and going to take a lot of people to uh, to make it all happen. We could make a movie studio out of it. How fun Ooh, would that be? A movie studio. Wouldn't that be great? That would be cool. You know, just have a have a Southwest Michigan movie, you know, filmed mm. in Southwest Michigan. You know, you could turn it into a haunted house. Uh, it could be like, you know, a competitor denials screen park. Uh, a paintball court or something like that. I, I was mean, thinking drone racing. Ooh, inside first, yeah, drone inside racing. inside first Ooh. person drone racing. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. How fun would that be? The wheels are turning. <laughs> uh, but if you want to check out the, that story and more, you can always go to check out uh, WSJM.com and the WSJM app. Your update uh, for Moody on the Market brought to you by our friends. At Insurance Management Service, see uh, IMS today. You can give them a call, and uh, you're, they're your local auto owners agency with locations in St. Joseph and Niles. And speaking of maybe Niles, maybe some other areas. That's right. Yeah. Some choo-choo trains going to be uh, going off track. <laughs> choo-choo trains. Amtrak MDOT suspend train service for some southwest Michigan to Chicago routes. Mm. Several train routes from Michigan to Chicago are being suspended for several months as Amtrak and the Michigan Department of Transportation complete scheduled infrastructure improvement. So they're going to be moved and going to be going somewhere else. But starting uh, July 31st, Wolverine Trains 350 and 353, which run between uh, Pontiac and Chicago, make stops in Dewajack, Niles, and New Buffalo, will only run Friday through Sunday. And uh, the trains 351, 352, 354, 355, those are going to operate normally, while uh, Blue Water Trains 364, 365 will operate normally and will also serve as uh, serve the Wolverine stations in southwest Michigan. Full service expected to resume October 5th. And updated schedules listed uh, on Amtrak.com. And that That's makes right. me... Uh, so you have to rethink your uh, your story problem of if a train leaves Chicago at this time, <laughs> at this many miles per hour. So a lot of that's going to change. But uh, some people... Uh, it, and if they're taking a leisure trip or yes. if it's a work trip yes. over to uh, wherever they're going, you're going to have to rethink some of that it's stuff. It's fun to ride the rails when they're on time and when they move quickly. I don't take the train as often as no. I should. No. Uh, I have I have been on the Amtrak to Chicago. Usually okay. do the South Shore. Nice. Either out of the airport or I go over to Michigan City. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, I mean, the uh, the Niles train depot is pretty cool. Oh, it's famous. It is. What, what movies were, was it in? Trains, Planes, Automobiles. Okay. With Steve Martin, Makes John sense. Candy. Beautiful. Great one. Yeah, it's um, a beautiful train station. I feel like there's some other movies, too. I feel like I thought I, lo- I thought it was like maybe Road to Perdition was one of them. you got to look it up. Yeah, uh, yeah. Road to Perdition, I believe, with Tom Hanks. I think that made an appearance in that one. 
Ooh, um, there are three. At least a, three. Okay. So is Road to Perdition one of them? Let's see here. Uh, oh, darn it. Now the pop-up ad came. Oh, great. <laughs> this is what happens when you look up things in real time instead of research them ahead of time. That's okay. Because, um, yeah, I'm curious. It always, it, I've always wondered, even though I'm sure if you go to the train depot, it'll say, just like if you go to Three Oaks, Yeah. what's the sign you always see? The oh. home of Prancer. Midnight Run. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good one. Okay. I like that. With the, it's Robert De Niro and Charles Grodin. Oh, yeah. Remember the bounty hunter? I have not seen that in a while. That was a great movie. Time to watch that. <laughs> they, they call they call Midnight Run a foul-mouthed plane, trains, and automobiles movie. <laughs> there you go. See, if I had a you know famous train depot like that, I would just play those movies on loop in the lobby. Only those movies, though. Yeah. You might as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, only the Lonely. Only the Lonely. Yeah. So not Again, another John Candy. Okay. Yeah. John Candy really liked that. Uh, he really did. He liked that train depot. He was a Chicago kind of guy who said Southwest Michigan is better. Mm. I like it. <laughs> yeah. That's great. So, yeah, go check out that story and more uh, just by going to uh, w, uh, going to MoodyOnTheMarket.com, that is, uh, as well as uh, checking out those uh, the Moody on the Move series and past episodes, as well as uh, past recipients of the uh, Moody on the Market Awards series. And your Moody on the Market update brought to you by our friends at Insurance Management Service. Call IMS today, your local auto owners agency with locations in St. Joseph and in Niles.